Good day, brothers and sisters, and welcome to another edition of Centurion Faith, the podcast that helps the believer in Jesus Christ to seek the kind of faith that makes him marvel. The Bible says in Hebrews eleven six, without faith, it's impossible to please God. For anyone that comes to him must not only believe that he exists, but that he's a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. If you're somebody who's diligently seeking the Lord, let me assure you today, you'll always find him. You probably already know this, but um, God is not, God is never hiding. He's not, he's not hard to find. Uh, It's just hard to find people that are trying to find him. That's what's hard to find. Um, So I thank you for listening to this podcast. Even if we have one listener, it's worth it to, to produce this. I feel like it's something the Lord's called me to do, and I'm not going to worry about the numbers. I'm just going to keep doing what he tells me to do and um, keep sharing his word, sharing his love, and um, teaching others how to uh, to seek him. Uh, things that he's taught me, I just share with others, and I'm somebody who receives from so many people, and I get uh, so much insight and revelation from what from others and what he's placed in other people that I just can't help but wanting to give back and to try to share what he's placed in me with others. And I think that's um, where he's got us all going today, uh, where where he's waking up his body, his bride uh, together, where we're all going to come to the unity of the knowledge of the Son of God, Jesus Christ, and um, wake up together. I think in these last days, he's waking up a beautiful bride, people that truly know him, that uh, have sought him and are coming to know him. And when I say no, I mean experience his resurrected life living in us, his life, his, the, the power of the Holy Spirit working in us. And the way that it manifests, yes, with signs and wonders, with power, power behind his word, but in humility, getting to know God, I've found out, I thought, wow, it'd be great to operate in signs and wonders, which I've certainly seen. I've seen prayers get answered just left and right lately, but it's by his power and it's by his word and it's by his doing. We just get to participate with him. Second Corinthians four, seven says, we have this treasure, meaning his Holy Spirit in jars of clay, that's us to show that this all-surpassing power is from God and not from us. So I just praise the Lord. Um, He showed me something this morning that I just can't wait to share with you. And uh, it's a message that that I have entitled, um, He Dwells and He Abides. He Dwells and He Abides. There's so many scriptures that... um, where Jesus himself has said, you know, if you if you dwell in me and I in you, if you think of like a John uh, chapter 15, it's about abiding in God. Uh, Psalm 91, he who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall rest in the shadow of the Almighty. And John 15, Jesus, before he goes to the cross, teaches in, in John chapter 15 about um, the the branch abiding in the vine and just remaining in the vine. So something God showed me, amazing, amazing truth he showed me this morning was that I I have been laboring and trying to make abiding and resting and dwelling in him a work, you know, we, we try so hard. But 
it's really it's really just knowing that he dwells in us. You know, it says in 1 John 4, 13, how do we know that we abide in him and he abides in us? And then God, as he always does, answers his own question. It says, because he's given us his spirit. We have to remember that it's God's, salvation is God's idea. Salvation is God's idea. The way he's chosen to save us from our sins and then give us the Holy Spirit so that we can help bring others onto the ark. That ark is Christ to safety in these last days, to, 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 to uh, lead and guide others to the promised land. And that promised land is also a picture of abiding in Christ and resting in him and coming under his covenant, his new covenant, his covenant of his shed blood and under the protection of the Lord Jesus himself through the Holy Spirit's power. It's his idea to do all this. It's amazing. Oh my God. First John, I'm going to start there. I'm going to shut up and just read the word and let the word speak for itself. First John, if you'll turn there with me, um, I should have already had my Bible turned there and I didn't. So I'm going to have to just scramble a little bit. First John chapter four and verses nine through 11. First John chapter four verses nine through 11. It says, this, in, this was, in this was manifested the love of God towards us. Another translation says, this is how God's love is manifested towards us. Because God has sent his only begotten son into the world that we might live through him. I'm talking about living through the power of the Holy Spirit. Here is love, or herein is love in the King James. It's not that we loved God but that he loved us and he sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. That's the atoning sacrifice for our sins. Hebrews 10, 12 through 14 says that he is the atoning sacrifice for our sins, right? Once he, he offered one sin, or one sin, he offered one sacrifice for sin forever and once he had offered that sacrifice, it says he sat down at the right hand of God and he now expects his, his enemies to become his footstool. So Jesus is seated at the right hand of the Father because his work is finished and his feet are on the earth and we are his hands and his feet. His feet are touching the earth and we are his body, including the feet. And he expects that we put the enemy under our feet. Jesus told us you'll trample on scorpions and serpents and nothing can harm you. Jesus even washed the dirt and the filth of this world off the disciples' feet. That's the part of us that's touching this earth and he just washes off that grime and that filth so we can go and walk by his spirit and do his works. But anyway, that's a beautiful scripture. I'm gonna read again, uh, 1 John 4, 10 through 11. Here in his love, it's not that we love God, but that he loved us and he sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we ought to love one another. Goes on to say in verse 12, no man has ever seen God at any time, but if we love one another, God dwells in us and his love is perfected in us. Here's how we, here's how we know that we dwell in him. Gosh, how can we know that we dwell in him? And it says, because he's given us his spirit. It's God's idea 
to send us the Holy Spirit. Jesus said in John 16, right before he went to the cross, he was given the disciples in John chapter really 13, 14, 15, 16, and then 17. He prays us into the kingdom in chapter 17. But those four chapters are so powerful because they're before Jesus went to the cross. He's given his final instructions to the disciples and then to us. He even says in John 17, when he's praying us in, he says, this word is not only for you disciples, but it's for everyone that'll follow after me because of your word. In other words, because you shared the gospel He's talking about the next generation and the next generation, next generation. Here we are 2,000 years later, and that same word has gone gone forth over us. God's word is eternal. When he spoke this word 2,000 years ago, it was eternal. It became inscripturated. I'm making up a word there, uh, but it became scripture, and it's God-breathed, and it's eternal. Heaven and earth will pass away, Jesus said, but my words will never pass away. Once Jesus, once God spoke the world into existence and Jesus was there in Genesis 1. He was right there. Let us make man in our image. Let us, let us. This is all God's idea. I hope you're getting this. You know, in Jeremiah 31, absolutely amazing to uh, see that from the beginning, it was God's idea to pour forth his spirit over his people. And of course, his people being Israel but Israel continually rejected the, the provision of God and what God was trying to do. So in order to make them jealous, he gave us the gospel of his son. And today we provoke the Jews to jealousy. Looking at They look at us and say, wow, how are these guys getting all this that's due Israel? And Israel's gonna get, gonna get there. But uh, anyway, I'm kind of veering off course a little bit. But Jeremiah 31, 31, Again, and my point to this message is it's God's idea for him to dwell in us through the Holy Spirit, to abide in us, to teach us, to lead us, to guide us. This was God's idea from the beginning. Jesus said in John 16, I'm gonna go. It's better for you that I go away. If I don't go away, I can't send you the Holy Spirit. But once I've finished my work, I'm seated at the right hand of God. I will shed forth the Holy Spirit abroad in your hearts. And he's done that for anyone who believes receives. John 6, verse 29, the disciples and those that follow Jesus ask, what do we got to do to do the works of God? And Jesus said, the work of God is this, to believe on me, to believe on his son who he sent, or in other words, to believe on me. And then he says in, in John seven thirty seven, he cried on the last day of the feast, if anyone, if any man thirsts, let him come to me and drink. He that believes on me, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. This, it says, he spoke with a spirit that would be given to them, but was not yet given because Christ had not yet been glorified. So before he went to the cross, he gave a prophetic word that he would shed forth the Holy Spirit in our hearts. All we have to do is believe. How do we receive? How do we know that we abide in him and he in us? Because he's given us his spirit. And his spirit reveals to us that we are the sons of God. We are forgiven. We are free to go and do his will. And his will is that we love one another. And when we love one another, his power is manifested in us. It's quickened. It's made evident. There's evidence of Jesus being here through the Holy Spirit. The same spirit that raised him from the dead dwells in us. 
That's in Ephesians 3, 19 and 20. Same power that raised Christ from the dead dwells in believers. Jeremiah 31, this goes all the way back to Jeremiah 31, 31. Remember that, 31, 31. Behold, the days come, the days are coming, says the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah, not according to the covenant that I made with their fathers in the day that I took them by the hand and led them out of Egypt, which covenant they broke. Although I was a husband unto them, said the Lord, but this shall be the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel. Look how many times God says, I will do it, I will do it, I will do it. We make this about what we're doing. It's really all about what God says I will do, what he has done and what he's doing. It's his idea. Behold, this shall be the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, said the Lord. I will put my law in their inward parts and I will write it in their hearts and they will be my God. I will be their God and they shall be my people and they shall teach no more every man his neighbor and every man his brother saying, hey, know the Lord, right? For they shall all know me from the least to the greatest, says the Lord, for I will forgive their iniquity and I will remember their sins no more. Thus saith the Lord, wow. It's amazing. This is his idea, and it's repeated again in Hebrews um, 8.10 and 10.17, where he says, I'll make a new covenant. I'm making a new covenant. Jesus said, this is the new covenant of my blood. When he, when he taught the disciples how to do communion, how to bring them into a common union with him through the Holy Spirit, he says, this is my blood shed for you for the forgiveness of your sins. This is my body given to you broken." right? His body was the veil. The veil was torn. The veil that separated in the Holy of Holies separated God from man was torn. It says that body, his body was the temple. When his body was torn and he was on the cross and the earth shook, the veil was ripped from the top down, opening up the Holy of Holies that we may enter in with boldness under the throne of grace and find grace and mercy in our time of need. Brothers and sisters, this was all God's idea. I will, I will put my spirit in their heart. I will pour out on them. I will do this. I will do this. We make this a work. I've been trying to figure out, Lord, what does it mean to abide in you, to rest in you, to dwell in you? Just to believe that he dwells in us. It's not that we do anything. He's put his spirit in us. And that spirit is activated when we believe. And when we really believe, we act. When we really believe, we will act on this word. And when we act on the word, the spirit moves. When we take a step in faith and say, I'm going to go and love on somebody today. I'm going to go just today, find somebody who has a need. Jesus said, behold, that the, the harvest is plenty, but the laborers are few. So he sends us out today and there's, there's no shortage of people that have needs when we go out today. Every day we just go one day at a time and every day we go out we find that uh, there's no shortage of people that have a, a need for a word of kindness, um, something that we can give them, impart to them. And when we do that, when we just go out and see that the 
the harvest is plenty, but the laborers are few. There's, there's no lack of, of people that have a need. Everyone you encounter today has a need that God wants to meet through you. Maybe just a kind word or to give them something or to buy somebody a meal or just give them a word of encouragement or give them a hug and just show them the love of God that's in you. So I encourage you today to go out and to find somebody, one person that you can just show the love of God to and know that when you take that step of faith, God dwells in you by the Holy Spirit. He's given you his power. He's given you his authority to use his name. So when you pray for that person, you pray in the name of Jesus. And when you pray in the name of Jesus, the power of God, the Holy Spirit moves up on that person. And you will watch and see today how much your prayers get answered when you pray for others. I just thank you for listening to this message. God bless you.